You are now listening to the West Side of T-H-A AfterParty.com. Hey everybody, this is Perky of Perky Perspectives Radio Show. I want you to tune in with me every Sunday from 4 to 5 p.m. We'll be talking about ownership, black wealth, mental health, traveling, and of course, creativity. So reach out to me. I'm here to uplift you. And I'm repping for the West Side of the After Party Radio Show. Hey, everybody. This is Perky of Perky Perspectives. Thank you for everybody that's been tuning in. If you notice, I'm coming on live back to back to this week. Like, I'm discombobulated. I'm trying to get my stuff together. Um, I have a special guest, so I was just able to switch my schedule around to make sure that she gets her time. So my special guest is going to be the Honorable Jan Perry. She's going to come in around 4.30. She's going to call in because she's uh, she's doing a fundraiser right now because she's working the streets, you know, getting people involved, making sure people know about the political scene and what's going on. So shout out to her. I can't wait for her to call in. Um, so for people who listen to the podcast, the audio version, and don't watch the YouTube, you can find me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, ICN.DJ, soon pandora and also on my website theperksofwellness.org also you can find me on facebook at facebook.com slash perky sexy cool you can find me on instagram at perky sexy cool and then you can also find me on the after party platform which is t-h-a after party that's on ig twitter and on facebook the inglewood side so you know the west coast and if you want to speak while I'm on live, you can call in at 213-270-1969. Because it's real fun when we collaborate. When people call in and they give their feedback and they let us know what they're thinking or what they think of the show or my guests. It's like very interactive. It's very fun. And I think it's much more engaging for the audience to hear us having this repertoire with people that call in. So always call in. It's always dope. But if you're not listening to it live, like I said, you can listen to it in podcasts land or you can watch live on or not live but you can watch it on youtube uh, my youtube is perky perspectives as well so shout outs to all my guests uh shout outs to brandy because because of brandy i got a whole bunch more people that came in and were my guests like last yesterday <laughs> which was orgasmic and um it's just like a push-up game and because of her i also got introduced to kaylee which was the song that i played yesterday which was anti-social so shout outs to kaylee as well that song was really dope and so like if you're an artist and not just music artists, like if you also paint, if you create stuff, you craft with your hands, you know, it doesn't matter where you're from. Like I'm on Periscope right now. I have people telling me that from the UK and everything. So if you have anything and you want to uplift it and you want to use a platform that you believe in, you know, you can send stuff to me. You can email it to me at perkyperspectivespod at gmail.com or you can hit me up on Instagram. Like I said, it's perky, sexy, cool. Anyway, like, like I said, I support everybody and I want to make sure that we keep like pushing up we have a platform we can come together and we can support each other so like I said go follow me rate subscribe comment the more you rate subscribe and comment the more visible the show becomes which is more beneficial to everybody that comes on and everybody that sends my their music to me or their product if they want some advertisement like I'm gonna do an advertise uh, advertisement today so um 
Yeah, so now I want to talk about the Golden Keys because I switched the show up a little bit because of my guests. So now I'm going to go into the Golden Keys, which is around financial freedom and just figuring out how to be the best business person that you can be. And I just give little tips here and there when I can. So Golden Keys. Okay, so today's Golden Keys, I wanted to talk about partnership. So I know that there's a lot of small businesses that are, you know, developing. They're trying to find some footing and they don't know where to go. So I've already given a few Golden Keys in the past that talked about finding a mentor, such as going on scope.com and just looking to see who you match with. There's a lot of people in your area. You guys can meet in person. You can meet over the phone. You can FaceTime, whatever. So that's always one step. So remember that one. But partnership is important, too, because if you already began developing and you already have an idea that has been formed and has been worked out and everything and you want to just you know kind of you know okay so let's be honest a lot of us that start a business we don't usually have a whole bunch of people that we're working with so what ends up happening is that you end up being superman or superwoman and you have to do everything <laughs> you know so like when my podcast I started with ICN.DJ, so the Indie Creative Network. I started with them, but then when I moved back to California, I didn't have anybody. So I had to find my engineer. I had to find a place to record. And most of the time, I didn't have an engineer. So I had to learn how to use GarageBand or Logic. Or, and I had to learn how to, you know, find the best lighting and, and edit it and post it out there and make little clips and everything. And don't get me wrong, I had people giving me um, tips on how to best do it. But for the most part, unless I have money to pay somebody, I'm figuring this out. I'm going on those little websites, making little flyers, and I'm reaching out to people and seeing if they want to be guests on my show. So I'm making the schedule, I'm editing, I'm making flyers, I'm doing promotion, I'm trying to like other people's pictures and post other people's stuff. So that they they feel a partnership and everything like that and it just got difficult and I was like I can't do this shit so for me like I check in and out of Instagram so it's terrible for me because as far as like marketing (laughs) if I'm not doing it then it's like it's not getting done so I had to learn partnership so I say for you guys you have to learn how to delegate to other people so like I do the radio show now so I'm partnering with the after party radio show and so now I'm having help through Brittany she's the engineer a and so Brittany Light helps with you know editing it and making sure the video is okay and then sending that to to me so now rather than me having to go and figure out time to edit and to make a video and do all that stuff all I have to do is download the link and then post it onto my platform I already do my notes so now it's just a little plug like it took out a whole bunch of that extra nonsense that I was having to do that is very important but I didn't want to do it and so I paid somebody else to help me do it and like I said it's a partnership we're building together so I always suggest for people to contract or subcontract with other people to get things done it makes it way more easier 
It takes stress off of you. And sometimes we look for our friends because, like, I know me. Like, I'm always trying to work with people I know. But what happened to me is a lot of the people that have known me before I started doing some of this stuff, they don't take me serious. They still see me as a track athlete or they whenever they got introduced to me, that's where they remember me. So if they knew me when I was five, they remember me, remember me as this hyperactive kid that don't have any focus and is all over the place. So when they try to see me in a business role, they can't see me in that way. So me trying to partner with people that I already knew, it just sometimes doesn't work out for me. So I had to outsource. I had to make new connections with new people. And sometimes you're going to have to do that as well. And there's different avenues. So if you don't know them personally, or if you haven't been introduced to them personally, you could use Fiverr. Fiverr is super cheap. You have a lot of options. And if you are organized on your end and you already know what you want, it's way more easier. It's way, is that a word? Did I put that together right? Way more easier? Whatever. It's easier <laughs> to find somebody else to help you when you already have like what you need together so I'll just say like organize it like plan out exactly what you need what your timeline is and then go on Fiverr if that's your only option pay for somebody to do it and send them everything you need and then they'll put it all together like that's the same way even just having a schedule on Instagram I did that I had somebody like help me put together like these graphics and stuff and post them and even though there's excuse me they're simple graphics and I could probably do it by myself I didn't want to nor did I have the time to so it's like yes you're helping me now I always have something being posted. So now when I go up there and I post something, it's not like that was the first thing that was being posted in the past three days. There's been constant things being posted and now my visibility is staying up. And I know a lot of brands need that help. So don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to partner. If you are scared uh, and you want to make sure that your stuff is protected, you know, you can go file your business with the clerk's office. You can go online and like, file it so if you don't want to do it the quicker way you could file for LLC which is limited liability corporation you could do a DBA you can even like send yourself your logos and your your ideas send it to yourself and it's like a you know like the poor man's way to trademark and do like business so you have different options if you want to protect yourself and make sure your brand is protected but I definitely say who cares if you protecting your brand if you're not even putting it out there for people to even want to steal like I'm not going to steal something I don't know about. So <laughs> like, at least put yourself out there and give yourself that chance to be successful and partner with other people. And so I want to plug in the perfect plug is a company that does a lot of amazing things. For one, it's a staffing agency. So if you are a small business and you want to bring more people onto your team, but you don't have the time, or maybe you just don't even know how to hire people. You don't know what you're supposed to be looking for. You don't even know what you need for your business to be successful. Then that's when the perfect plug comes in. They come in, they help you evaluate. They could do a consultation with you and they can help bring in that staff that you need. They can also do the background checks, the reference reference checks, executive team development, HR consulting, professional recruitment, and also workplace planning. So they literally can help put together everything for your business to be successful. So I would definitely say for people that looking for services like that, if you don't already have a budget for it, start to put that in your budget because this can help take a load off of your own shoulders, but also build your business at the same time. 
And then the best part about the perfect plug is that California recently passed a new bill called SB 1343. And it states that employers that have five or more employees must provide sexual harassment training. So a lot of people have a lot of people working on a team, usually more than five. And that means by 2020, I believe that's the hard deadline. Um, by 2020, you need to have your business uh, trained. All your employees need to be sexually harassed or have a sexually harassment training. And so the perfect plug provides that training. So now you have like a whole bunch of levels that are taken care of in one spot. And so if you're interested, you can go on the perfect You can also call in at 949-401-0072. You can get a consultation and you can also learn about the sexual harassment training. So again, that's the perfect and 949-401-0072. And that has been the golden keys for today. I hope it is helpful. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was, I wanted to talk about, like I'm backpedaling a little bit. I did not talk about this my last show. I recently went to the, um, hold on, let me see. I'm on my Periscope. Shared you in a, every group I'm in. Love to hear an intelligent black woman speaking. Thank you. Oh, shout out to my Periscope. Um, <laughs> but uh, I recently went to the Adult Swim Fest. And I'm like a cartoon head for anybody that does not know me. Like, yes, like if you play in cartoons, I probably am going to sit down and watch it. And my favorites are adult car cartoons. I love crude humor. <laughs> so I watch Family Guy. I watch old school stuff like Ren and Stimpy, Two Stupid Dogs, uh, Rocco's Modern Life. I watch um, Bob's Burgers, Rick and Morty, of course, uh, Robot Chicken, like I could keep going like those are just a few that are coming up to my head right now like I search for stuff like final space was one that I stumbled upon love final space uh so one day I plan on being um a voice actor and I want to have my own cartoon so that I can like get all this silliness out without you guys seeing my face when I do it <laughs> but um so yeah so going to Adult Swim Fest like I was hyped like for two months like oh I can't wait to go to adult swim like I bought a ticket by myself I didn't care if anybody was going with me like you gotta love yourself enough to go places by yourself you know what I mean if you don't love your own company then you need to spend some time with yourself because you only got yourself <laughs> period <laughs> unless you're a Siamese twin but um I went to adult swim fest and I get there and for one I felt a little bit out of place I was like one of like maybe 15 little chocolate drops uh, floating around. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'm the only person that <laughs> likes stuff like this. <laughs> like I was a little shocked. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, I also was a little, I mean, I, I do events. So I always look at how things are organized. And I just feel like it's adult swim fest but a lot of the activities or at least let's say half of the activities seem like they were kind of kid friendly and I'm like it's fun like don't get me wrong the kid in me always wants to come out it's cartoons and stuff like that but it was still kind of like I wish there was more activities and then there was this other stage where they had all the panels come in where they did the screenings and things like that for the new shows that were going to premiere and I just kind of felt like well why do you have to like leave the whole event to get over there um, and you can't come back and I kind of wanted to come back because they had the performers outside in the main this was at the the new LA football uh, stadium that they have football as in soccer uh, they have it right on King and Fig 
And so it's really big, but maybe it's too big. I don't know. But they had the stage in the inside part. And then they had like the little panels in like, like where the rooms and stuff are. So it's separate. Then I waited in line for this Rick and Morty, like little interactive game thing. And I couldn't even get in. They had like a two hour wait. I waited in line for like 12 minutes. No, 20, not 12 minutes. Sorry. 30 minutes, maybe 20, 30 minutes. I don't know. I was watching performer. It was, um, Oop, I forgot his name. I'll come back to it. <laughs> He's up for um album of the year too. I I wanted to say the person I was gonna say is not it though. So I'm gonna come back to Freddie. Oh, Freddie Gibbs. Freddie Gibbs, yes. And so um he was on stage. So I was just watching him and enjoying it. I get all the way up to the line and she gonna ask for my name and my email. I'm like, what you need that for? She was like, oh, it's a wait list. I was like, girl. I waited in this line. You guys could have been walking through the line telling us we're going to have to wait. So I waited all that time. I ended up leaving the event early. Two hours later, I get a text talking about it's now ready. I was like, oh, y'all playing me. <laughs> y'all straight playing me. So I was like, okay, that's a little disappointing, but it was okay. Um, but I got to see Rhapsody. So that was super dope for me. Like Rhapsody, she's definitely a really dope lyricist. If you have not heard her her yet, like Layla's Dream is, is that what it's called? Layla's, Layla's Wisdom. My bad. Layla's Wisdom. That album is really dope. And she has a new album that just came out recently, and she was doing a lot of songs off of that one. She brought somebody up on stage and was talking about women and just how men need to love more on women and, you know, just like a whole bunch of stuff. And I was like in awe. First of all, her outfit was real dope. It reminded me of early Queen Latifah because she had like all these strong images of women and statements for women to be on um, on her shirt and stuff like that. So I was just like, oh, man super dope and that was the highlight of my whole event oh and then I got to see the robot chicken panel so that was really funny and when Seth stood up I was like dang he's short because <laughs> he was sitting down at first and so they all kind of look I mean he still looks smaller but when he stood up it was like dang like I'm way back here and I can still tell that I might be taller than you but it's okay you know short people can need love too um <laughs> but yeah so that's my thought on that I would recommend it for somebody else I would just say that you know be prepared for what you're gonna get that's what I'm gonna say like maybe like if you're a person of color like know that it might not be a whole bunch of people of color and if you fine with that fine like I was fine with it um but yeah and oh and the merchandise i was gonna give me a little cute sweater i was like i'm gonna buy something i would actually buy something because i'm like low-key cheap and i was like, i'm gonna get something no see i thrift shop so i could buy like four or five things at one store and still pay maybe less than 30 dollars depending on where you go they had a, a hoodie that was like 50 no like a t-shirt that was like 50 a hoodie and windbreakers that was like 100 or something i was like oh y'all bugging y'all straight bugging I can get a screen print and like print this on there for myself like for way less than that that's how I think when stuff is expensive I'm not gonna do that <laughs> even though a lot of times I can't that's how I just feel about everything like what's that oh I can sew that don't know how to sew <laughs> so, but that's how I felt and so that's another thing it's like I already paid to get in like shouldn't I get some sort of a deal like on the merchandise maybe the people that didn't come they have to pay this huge price whatever um so yeah just figuring that stuff out but yeah shout outs to adult swim i still love your cartoons and everything like that 
Um, so moving forward in a few minutes, Jan Perry is going to call in. So I just wanted to give some background on, on her and like how I met her. So she, uh, is, we call her honorable Jan Perry because she used to work as a Congress or a councilwoman and she's running right now for a supervisor of district two. And she's doing fundraising right now. She's, you know, looking for volunteers to help with the campaigning and making sure people register to vote. And um, there's actually some new voting, um, not restrictions. That's not the word I'm looking for. There's different ways to vote, basically. They're trying to make it more easy and accessible for people to vote. So she's going to speak about that. But I actually met her. When did I meet her? It was actually really nice. I met Jan. Oh, I did an event back in February for Black History Month. And she came to my event to support. We talked about Martin Luther King and his legacy and what he would think about the world today. And and because, you know, he was really for desegregation, we spoke about would he still feel the same way? <laughs> would he still want us to be, um, you know, mixed in? Or would he want us separate, seeing how things have played out for our people? And so we talked about that, and come to find out the lady that brought her, um, her dad was the was an attorney to Martin Luther King. So, like, she got to be really up under um, him and his... Oh, this might be her right now. Hello? Hey, is it okay to call you now? Yep. We're live. Okay. Hey everybody! This okay, is good. this is the Honorable Jan Perry. So you just finished working your fundraiser? Well, yeah, we phone every day, and you know I just stay on the phones, <laughs> <laughs> talking to people all day long. Well, at least we know you of the people, by the people, for the people. <laughs> oh, I'm calling all kinds of people. I've talked to so many people today. Um, my uh, vocal cords are tired, but it's. It's good to talk to you. I haven't seen you in a while except on Instagram. I know, so, I miss you. <laughs> of course, I feel like I, I am seeing you, but uh, I see you, you know? Thanks. Yeah, I see you too. You always somewhere, always doing, meeting uh-huh. some people, supporting people. I like that a lot about your page. Shout out. So for people who don't know, Thanks. you can follow Jan at on Instagram at Jan C. Perry. And yeah, you support a lot of people's events. How do you find the I time? Like well, you know, I like it. It's so it's 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 uh, natural for me. I'm very outgoing, and you know, as a very young girl, when I was probably 13 years old, I started taking pictures because I like to take pictures anyway. My father taught me, and I just never stopped. And I like I like to be in people's lives, you know, during their special moments. So I always try to get a get a good picture, and and then. Instagram's just like it's opened up a whole new universe, you know. Right, you get to yeah. like su- support well, you know. them in different ways. So, um, yeah. a few people, because I'm on Periscope too, they wanted to know mm-hmm. uh, where the honorable comes from in your title. Oh, okay. So I was elected to the Los Angeles City Council in 2001, and I served three four-year terms as a Los Angeles City Councilwoman in the city of Los Angeles. And uh, it was the ninth district, so that included South Los Angeles and Little Tokyo, Skid Row, and then downtown Los Angeles. So, you know, when you're in elected office or even in appointed office, 
you're given the title of honorable. And even when you're not in office, people may still refer to you as honorable. Um, and then you put honorable and then you put retired in parentheses after your name. So, you know, people still call me honorable or they'll call me, uh, they call me CW for uh, councilwoman uh, or CWJP for councilwoman Jan Perry and all kinds of things. But, you know, I answer to all of them and it's just nice. So basically, she earned it. No. <laughs> yeah, you definitely yeah, put I in your time. <laughs> you no, know I earned it. You know, I'm only the second African American woman to have ever been elected to the Los Angeles City Council and served. Um, and then I was the first African American woman to be chosen by her peers, the other council people, as the uh, president pro tempore. So that's the vice president um, uh, when I was on council. So, um, you know, I broke a lot of ground, and there you go. Nice. So what all are you working on right now? Or, no, actually, because you, you were speaking a little bit about Skid Row and seeing that we have mm -hmm. this, you know, big, there's a lot of initiatives being passed right now, and there we have, like, a really mm -hmm. growing amount of people who are homeless, you know, within mm -hmm. the streets of L.A. What kind of things did you used to work on or are still working on in Skid Row? Well, what I did work on and what I will work on are two two categories. One is preventing people from sliding into homelessness, and two is we are beyond an emergency with folks on the street, and I think anybody in any neighborhood can find people on the street now under the freeway overpass just almost anywhere. I mean, I, I was up at the shopping center near where I live, and I looked down the the embankment and, and you know there's people living in the bushes so it's everywhere now what i did and i was very active because i represented skid row mm -hmm. so i worked with all of the uh nonprofit housing developers in building lots and lots of housing and during my time we built uh, about 5670 units of affordable housing and about wow. 1300 of those units were permanent housing for people who were recovering from mental health issues and were homeless. So it was very specifically targeted for their needs. And what I did then was go to the county and ask the county for social service money so that we could have, you know, a doctor on site, a psychiatrist or psychologist on site, you know, whatever the people needed, just some services on site so they didn't have to get on a bus and go somewhere. So I did that. We also had teams where we went with uh, mental health outreach people, people from the Los Angeles Homeless Services Authority, from LAPD, and we went to the tents and the encampments in Skid Row, and we talked to people and asked them to come in for a bed and for services. Sometimes people said yes. A lot of times people said no, but we stayed out there for several years. Now, the sad thing is, is when I turned out in 2013, that whole thing stopped, mm -hmm. and there wasn't any enthusiasm on the city council to continue that kind of activity or to, you know, be aggressive in uh, reaching out to people on the street to get them off the street because it's very dangerous, you know, to leave people out there like that. It's dangerous for them, mm -hmm. and it's dangerous for, you know, uh, folks to have to live amidst that. So it's just a lose-lose situation. Um, so, you know, the population of people on the street went up after 2013, and I think there's a lot of good theories and a lot of nice conversation about it. But the fact of the matter is you've got to jump in with both feet, like I did, and you have to stay on it and stay focused. It's 
It's relentless. You can't stop. You have to keep building housing, and you have to deal with the emergency. Now, what I did is I went and I put together some funding to build the largest emergency homeless shelter in the city, and I put it in a warehouse area, and then the clients who go there are bussed in and bussed out, and there's places to store their, their things, and there are services there so that we can get them ready to go into transitional housing or permanent supportive housing, but not back out to the street. So once we were able to get people into that situation, they could stay there for six months and get prepared to, you know, go to something better. And the interesting thing was, is there was all kinds of people there. There were, there were even a few college students who were homeless in there. Um, so, you know, I, I'm going to build a pipeline and uh, jump feet first back into this in a hands-on way and assemble a very good team of people to work with me. People are already calling me and asking me uh, to, to work with me if I'm elected because they know how passionate I am about getting people off the street and into safe spaces and also how, um, how I guess, how I follow through to protect people's lives. And the reason I say that is because I know people can lose their life out there in the street. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were out there one night, talked to a lady uh, who didn't want to come in and then Two days later, I opened the L.A. Times, and there was her face because she'd gotten killed a couple hours after we left her. Right. Wow. And so, you know, I know that it can happen. And uh, statistically, um, the number of people who are homeless who've gotten killed on the streets in the last year, I think would shock you. I don't have that number in front of me right now, but if we talk again another time, I'll certainly get that. Wow. Where can people find you um, so that they can reach out and volunteer and help in any way to, especially with like the mission of, you know, helping to decrease greatly the people who are homeless? Yeah. Well, they can, they can uh, sign on to my website and find the volunteer section under janperry2020.com. And that's the fastest way. Cause you know, we, we check the website throughout the day and I'm, answering people you know and i'm talking to them throughout the day okay and night <laughs> and i think it's important that you said too that your homeless shelter they allow for a place for people to store their things because yeah. i was learning especially when i was living in new york that and i don't know mm-hmm. if they have any shelters that's similar to yours out there now that a lot of people that was their biggest issue it's like they wanted to go out and find you know a job or you know, more stability, but every time they checked out, they had to take all of their things with them or else, you know, they get put out or whatever the the consequence is. And I'm like, that must be hard. Yeah. Like, I don't travel with all of my things. Shoot, if I didn't have a car, <laughs> like, I don't even know where yeah. half my stuff would be. So it's like, that's so integral. And a lot of the shelters don't even offer that. Well, you know, it costs a lot of money to store people's stuff. And so you have to have, you know, so you have to be creative, like uh, in, in the uh, downtown area. Uh, I remember when I was in office, there was a person who do, uh, donated their um, warehouse space. And then, you know, those really large blue um, uh, trash cans mm-hmm. for recycling. Anyway, uh, people were able to have those, and then they were stored in numerical order, and then they could go there anytime they wanted uh, during business hours and put stuff in or check stuff out. And, uh, it made things a little bit easier, you know, and at least, you know, your, your stuff was somewhere safe and, you know, that was easy to move things around because they were on wheels. 
and uh, it was a good system, you know? Yeah, that's like creative, <laughs> very creative. Yeah, very creative, uh-huh, yeah, but we have to be creative because we are in a uh, an emergency beyond an emergency. This is almost like what what happens when you have a, a FEMA-like uh, occurrence. Wow, that's interesting. That's true, right. And so just to yeah. imagine if we were to have a well, we do have, you know, the fire issue that is always yeah. seeming to happen. But if we were to have like a huge earthquake or something more devastating um on top of what's already going on. Oh man. Oh yeah. LA. It's it's hard to even contemplate that, you know? Right. But um but clearly uh we need to deal with what's in front of us and, and, you know, conversation is nice, but it's not enough. So Action. What are some people? And- hmm? Oh, sorry. I was just going to ask, no, no, what are okay. some things that people can do um, outside of helping to, you know, just stay more prepared themselves or resources that people can check into so that they can stay more stable and, you know, help prevent that economic turmoil. Or house, finding well, good housing. There's a lot of really good social service organizations around the county. Um, you know, there's groups called People Assisting the Homeless, and there's the Downtown Women's Center. And most churches in South Los Angeles have maybe a homeless outreach ministry or, or something like that where they, they, they will find vouchers and things like that for women and families so that they can stay in motels. Uh, until they can get stable. Um, so it depends on where you live or if you have any ability to travel. But if I had to make a suggestion to somebody who's, you know, young and interested and wants to learn more, you know, sign on to maybe doing some volunteer time at either the Midnight Mission, the Union Rescue Mission, the Los, Los Angeles Mission, the Downtown Women's Center, um, and just maybe if it's just for a day, just to get a sense of, who's coming through the doors, the kind of services they offer, or put together a group of people and ask for a tour so you can see what it's, what it's really like. Or go over to the Star Apartments. They have a, a social enterprise down on the ground floor for the people who live there and for people who are homeless to learn a craft so that they can you know, learn to make a living. It's called Piece by Piece. And it's, a, it's another way to help people climb out of homelessness and, you know, to stabilize their lives by teaching them job skills, you know what I mean? Or to go to Chrysalis, which is the most uh, dynamic organization for, you know, employing people uh, who are homeless and helping them go back to work so that they can, you know, start making a living and, and stabilize their lives. That's just a few ideas. That's a lot of good ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so outside of that, you have, um, so on the, I have a question. Okay. So through the political lens right now, I know you don't like Mm -hmm. to call yourself a politician and I can understand why, (laughs) but but how do you see like with this impeachment going on and like people's very jaded views around politics at the time, like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how does, how is that affecting you? Well, I think the biggest, okay, so I think it'll affect me in a couple of ways. One, people get tired, you know, it's called like voter fatigue. They get tired of all this awfulness and the cynicism and the horrible things they see on TV, and they get angry. 
But I try to talk to them about, I understand that because I'm angry too, but on a day-to-day basis, you know, the person you elect here at the local level, at the county level, at the city level, will actually affect the quality of your life more on a daily basis. So, you know, once we get past that anger part of the conversation, I try to talk to them about their quality of life issues and uh, take the conversation in in the direction of why this race for the Los Angeles County Board of Supervisors District 2 is important, you know, to you and why I believe that I can best fill that job. Okay. Well, that's good. And so that kind of helps. Yeah, because I'm know? like, with this impeachment, ooh, I'll be scared to be in politics right now. Because <laughs> like, everybody, like you said, that voters fatigue and just the, you know, like for me, a lot of the times I'll just be like, let me do it. Like, you know, we don't yeah. need a president right now. We're going to take a break, you know. <laughs> and so I yeah. can only imagine how that affects, you know, like you said, the city level, the state level, and everything in between. So what are the yeah. new voting procedures then for the people that might have, you know, this voters fatigue or just period? Well, you probably know as well as I do for March 3rd, 2020, the new process for voting in the county uh, will be different. And that, uh, you know, the people who are accustomed to going to polling places, uh, we will now have polling centers. And that last uh, class I took, I was told that it was about a 1,000 polling centers throughout the county of Los Angeles. Now, there's 10 million people in the county, so I don't know if that's enough or too little. But nonetheless, people who vote by mail will still be able to vote by mail like they always do. And they can even bring their ballot that they fill out at home into a polling center and put it in the box. Now, I was out at Watts the other night. We had a, a candidate's forum. Um, held by millennials uh, called Civically Me, and they had some of the voting machines out there so that people could practice on them. So I did, and, uh, you know, it was interesting. It's a touchscreen system. Um, but the scary thing is, okay, that, that, that's, um, you know, that's the election, but then there's 11 days of early voting. So the scary thing is, is when I'm out talking to groups of people or particularly seniors, there's still a lot of people who are not aware that there's going to be a change. And, and, and you know, for people who have issues with getting around or walking or need assistance or, you know, seniors who are used to going to the same place every year to see their friends and visit with their neighbors and, you know, to come on Election Day and find out, wait, where did everybody go? That, that's the thing that's scary. Now, there's going to be 11 days of early voting, and that's a good thing. But I really, really hope, and I'm, I'm going to post things on my social media too, you know, to let people know uh, that a change is coming and this is a change. And if you, you know, there's still time to, you know, contact the registrar recorder, Dean Logan, and ask uh, for a um, training, have somebody to come out and do a training. And after you and I get off the phone, I'm going to find the phone number for you because I think you ought to do a training for millennials and get somebody come out and maybe you can do it at the cafe in Lamert Park. Ooh, so shout out to Hot and Cool. Hello. Oh, I hot can and cool. And then they could bring some machines out and then, you know, have it go all day and then you could you could put it together, you know? Right. 
And then we need somebody, like you said, to, to help out the seniors and to make sure that they don't get lost mm -hmm. in the shuffle as well. Yeah, you don't want them to get lost in the shuffle because the thing about seniors is seniors always vote. Right. <laughs> They're the most consistent, so we definitely need them. They're reliable. They're like gold. They're like money in the bank. You've got to get the seniors, and they have to have, to have the ability to vote. Otherwise, you deprive them of their rights. Right. What about all this new, um, the new laws and stuff being passed around people with criminal history backgrounds or people who are incarcerated in their voting rights? What's going on in California? No, I, I'm not an I'm not an expert in that area, and you know those people have come through the criminal justice system, and I I, I do generally there are certain levels uh, at which you can regain your right to vote, um, and uh, I would say that. You know, I probably ask, like I have a uh, John, Big John Harriel, Big John who runs Second Call. Uh, he'd be a subject matter expert on that because he counsels people who come to the criminal justice system. But there, there are ways to regain your right to vote. Um, and I think for all of the groups out there that do um, re-entry work and re-entry uh, workforce development work and all that, getting the right to vote back is also a really important part of that whole process including uh, expungement so that people can go to work too and, you know, be able to rent a place and put your family back together and stabilize your lives. Okay. You know? Yeah, that's a good voting, Voting's a part of that. And you were saying, so you were saying the registrar, like as far as to set up, you know, places for us to come together and like learn more about voting and do that training. Is that also the person to contact about like your rights around voting? Yeah, they would know that. That they would you, when you when you make your request, say, you know what what your issues are, what you're particularly interested in, so that they send the right people out um, to speak to you or speak to the, whatever group you put together. And you tell me when you put it together, I'll come too, because uh, I think that millennials are going to be very critical to this process um, and can give a lot of really good input, because you know you've grown up without any. Um, you've grown up with technology and you're not, not fearful of it. And, you know, you can, you can make a big difference in making sure that this gets implemented properly. Right. I'm surprised they didn't make a voting app yet. When you just log in and just vote on your phone. <laughs> That's well, probably next. I think a lot of people, there is a mobile app. But I think, again, people are, you know, change is very difficult. And I think people are nervous and, and fearful about a system being hacked. Right. And that's a legitimate concern. Yeah. If you look back at uh, 2016, we don't even need to look back that far. You know? No, we don't. And shoot, <laughs> nowadays, everybody's getting scam calls. It used to just be, you know, your grandmama would get all the scam mm -hmm. calls. Now the cell phones get scam calls and, yeah. and, and yeah. spam and everything. So I definitely right. understand that makes sense. So we definitely yeah. do need that protection. So, yeah, um, we do. We do. Absolutely. Okay, and is there anything else that you're working on right now that you want people to know about? Well, um, I'm the executive director of a nonprofit called the Infrastructure Funding Alliance, and we're working on a, oh, a project to get uh, reduce the amount of truck trips on the 710 freeway and clean the air uh, with some clean technology and bring some new jobs into the region, some new middle-class jobs. So I'm excited about that. And um, I, I mean, I'm campaigning all the time, day and night. I uh, usually start in the morning around 7 or 8 in the morning and 
usually stop around 9 or 10 o'clock at night because I'm, I'm excited about this. But more than that, I want to win this so that I can go back to uh, doing what I love on a full-time basis. Yes. Okay. And so for the last part, because like you said, you were yeah. the you do a lot um, in regards to women. And you yeah. also, you know, hold titles as being one of the first women to hold certain offices and do certain things within L.A. Mm -hmm. So I wanted mm -hmm. to speak to you about um, my love period segment and uh, specifically how you got introduced to your period or menstruation or however. I don't know what term <laughs> you got introduced to it. <laughs> yeah, my mother, my mother. um my mother, about a year before, you know, I actually started my periods, um, you know, she sat me down. I remember we were sitting in the kitchen and, you know, she explained it to me and I just remember staring at her and going like, what? <laughs> you know, it just didn't make sense. Right, like and, blood know, is going to come from where? Like, <laughs> like, what? You was probably what? like, where is blood coming from? Hold on, what? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It just, I just kind of, I remember staring at her and thinking, uh, what? I don't know what this woman is talking about. But eventually I did. But she was very direct with me, and she made it very easy to understand. And she wasn't, she wasn't uncomfortable. And so when the time came, you know, I remember thinking, oh, okay, that's what she met, you know? Nice. Okay. So she prepared me. That's good because I know, like, some of the older women that I usually ask that question to, it's like their moms were, like, scared to talk about it. They didn't really speak on it a lot. So it's it's always good oh, to hear. Well, you know, the best place to find out about things is from your mother. Yeah. I you ask know? her everything. Honestly? <laughs> yeah. And by the way, um, in the true millennial multitasking tradition, I uh, just emailed you the contacts to the registrar recorder to your email while we were on the phone way to do it see this is why you gotta vote for jan perry because she know how to get stuff done while getting stuff done <laughs> after just getting some That's stuff right. done right <laughs> right right I, I can walk and chew gum at the same time right <laughs> yeah i'm gonna make sure i when my uh my computer loads see my computer gotta catch up with you because i ain't getting the right. email yet <laughs> well when it, it's there it went through yeah, and I'll make sure to give that number to everybody. So to continue the love period part, do you have any yeah. um, resources for young girls or or women looking for more, you know, information about their feminine health or like places to go yeah. for resources or just places that yeah. are like open and comfortable for women to be and express their womanhood, you know? Well, yeah. Now, one of the one of the things that I did as a council person is. I wanted to make sure that Planned Parenthood was represented in South Los Angeles. So not only did they, I helped them open uh, a, a clinic in South Los Angeles, and, you know, they're the premier uh, national organization uh, in the education of women, women's issues and, and with respect to reproductive rights. And then uh, I helped them uh, put together their flagship or headquarters just uh, north of USC um, on Grand Avenue, uh, right alongside the 110 freeway. And that's a great place to go because of the level of programming they have that at the community-based level. Um, and then they train young women to go out 
and to be peer counselors to other young women. Wow. So, you know, you have that peer-to-peer counseling, which is really, really, really important um, because, you know, when you know, you're younger, you tend to listen to your friends first before you listen to your parents, right? Right. You know, about, especially when it comes to things like, you know, um, health, sex, reproductive rights issues. Um, and so why not get the right information out there in, in, in the hands and the minds of young people and, uh, you know, have it done right? Right, so, because that's, that's it don't make no sense, but that's so true. We we will ask yeah. our mom something, and then she'll give us the answer, and it's like, mm, no, that don't seem right. And then you go ask your friend, and they tell you something stupid. You're like, no, that that, that identifies with me more. <laughs> and then we walk yeah, around I thinking know. we know something. I know. But, and then, you know, whatever, you know, you got you to gotta kind of work with it. Right. And, uh, <laughs> I think it's really important to get people information. And the thing that's great about your generation is that you have access information on the internet you know yeah so um do does Planned Parenthood or does any um since we're on this topic does any organizations that you know of help to protect against um sex trafficking because I know that's a huge issue right now yeah yeah one of the biggest organizations is the coalition against sex trafficking it's called CAST and it's a non-profit and I've attended some of their events over the years. And it's interesting because I was first introduced to CAST by a lady, um, I, I could say, I'll say her first name. Uh, her name's Katie, and she was a famous actress, and she was from Great Britain. And she was the first person to take me uh, and introduce me to CAST. Uh, and uh, they help women all over the world. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, to fight sex trafficking. And if you want to make it really simple, you know what sex trafficking is? When you see these poor ladies out on, say, Broadway or Figueroa, and uh, they're selling their bodies, um, that's sex trafficking. Yeah. And so, you know, I cast over in the last many years has focused a great deal of effort and resources in coalition with other nonprofit groups to help women here at the local level. And that's something that I would like to work on um, very much as a county supervisor because, you're, again, you're saving people's lives. You're keeping them out of homelessness and getting them out of homelessness. And, uh, you know, a lot of these women have kids, right. you know. And sadly, and like. You can't live like that. They have a lot of, and that's, it's good. I mean, you, you listed off a whole bunch of different organizations that I think a lot mm-hmm. of us can utilize and they're all important mm-hmm. because, you know, having had worked as a mental health therapist, I've had clients mm-hmm. that, you know, participated in sex work and, you know, also have mental health issues and also were at sometimes experiencing homelessness. excuse me, homelessness, Mm -hmm. and it's just, like, pretty intense because, you know, to them, it's like, okay, I only have a few choices. Like, I'm doing these drugs, and I have this mental handicap, and I feel like I can't, you know, work a steady job, or maybe I can't work a steady Mm -hmm. job because I can't get that balance. So, for me, the Mm -hmm. only way for me to get money and uh, enough money to take care of myself and my kids, you know, Mm -hmm. they think that figure, you know, going on fig or wherever they they Mm -hmm. walk is their only option. Or even, you know, because you did mention that prostitution and walking the streets and stuff like that is one form of sex trafficking but Mm -hmm. another form is you know 
kidnapping young young people and taking them and bringing them into the trade or sending them off somewhere mm-hmm. um and some of these people they also help to organize that because that's money for them right. so having right. organizations like cast is definitely needed one so that we can have more resources so people don't feel like stripping or you know walking the streets or right. whatever forms are their only option mm-hmm. so i definitely appreciate that's them. right yeah and sometimes it's one or two things that can make the difference and push people in another direction, um, like having a stable living situation or having that and, uh, and a way to, you know, get some transportation and some mental health support. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Well, yeah. thank you for calling in. You always give me so much information. It's like I'm a social worker, and I'd be like, why I didn't know about this? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I got to call you more often. Well, you be what. telling me everything. <laughs> uh, I'll, be your, I'll be your personal iPad, and you can just uh, just call me uh, or text. No, don't text me. Don't call me. Okay? <laughs> Isn't that what you all do? You text. So you can just text me, and I'll answer you back right away <laughs> anytime. Or you can hit me on the gram, okay? Hey. <laughs> Right, everybody, go follow Jan on Instagram. She does her own Instagram. See, she hit. Um, you can follow yep. her at Jan C. Perry. Uh, that's this that's letter right. C. You can also go visit her website at janperry2020.com. Sign up to do mm-hmm. volunteer work. Somebody actually reach out to you. Somebody called me, and they was like, oh, would you like oh. to help with Jan Perry? I was like, yeah, she's going to be on my show. <laughs> like, uh-huh. Thank you. Yeah. And, but, I'll, and then once, once this is uh, – up and running, I'll uh, post a link to the show uh, uh, in our archives on the website, too, okay? Yeah. So, we see, we support yeah. each other. And I'm going to definitely look into those numbers that you sent me and let everybody okay. know how they can set up a workshop or a training. That's what you said okay. it was, a training in their area. Yeah, need a training. Yes. 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 So, yes. Yeah, ask them so- to bring the machines out. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm going to make okay. note of that. Bring out your machines because I don't yeah. have nothing. So thank you for okay. calling in. I appreciate you, and I look okay. forward to talking to you soon. Okay, we'll talk soon. See you later. Later, bye. bye. So, yeah, so everybody, that was Jan Perry. I always love talking to her. See, what I didn't get to say before she called in was after I met her and she came to my first event in February. So this is how long like our relationship has stretched. You know, it started at the beginning of the year. It's now November. And um, in between that time, she actually nominated me to be uh, to be an a Biddy Mason uh, honoree. Or, yeah, I forget. We Oh, Shiro's. That was the title that we used. The Biddy Mason Shiro. So for people who don't know, some, like, quick history. Biddy Mason was born into slavery in the South. And she actually, like, was moved across country by her then-slave owner. And they actually made her walk the however thousand miles from, I can't remember what state. I want to say, like, I want I can't remember in my head. All I know is one of the states that they actually, you know, freed the slaves. So and they, it was very known in public. So he was trying to, like, get out of that and hurry up and rush to the West Coast where a lot of people didn't know. And before his slaves can, like, hear of the news that they were free, walked them all the way across. Mind you, she had children. One was on her back and brought her to California. She actually met um, this other black family that let her know that she was free. 
went to court and the judge, you know, asked her what she wanted to do. If she wanted to stay with her slave owners or if she wanted to be free, she asked for her freedom. She started working as a, a nurse, saved her money. She was only, she was getting paid so little. And she saved her money over 10 years, ended up buying property in downtown LA. That's, and you can go and look, it's a monument on like Spring Street. I forget the cross street. And that honors her and shows about her legacy and I love hearing about Biddy Mason and different stories about her because she was all about ownership. So Jan Perry, you know, she um, nominated me. So I was a Shiro. I got to meet a whole bunch of other women that were Shiro's of our community. And just from there, it's just like continue to thrive and like just push up. And so I love these networks. She always has a lot of great information. So I love speaking to her. She <laughs> And she always sees me doing like a whole bunch of things that I would have never have thought to do. But because she believed in me, you know, I was like, yeah, I could do this you know so like she said like having peer counselors counsel counselors and having mentors in the community and all that is necessary because we need these examples we need people to look up to so you know I'm not trying to sway you on which way to vote but you just heard about all the things that she's done in the community you heard about the campaigns you heard about the organization she has partnerships with so you can see that she's somebody of good moral character so I would definitely support you in supporting her you can read more into her campaign at janperry2020.com like I said you can follow her on Instagram at Jan C. Perry and see more about her on your own and look into these voting centers. I will look into holding um, an event at Hot and Cool Cafe or any other areas in L.A. to make sure us millennials know what's going on. But I also will probably help to find somebody in the senior community to make sure that the seniors know what's going on, too, because we all need each other. So. Hmm, that was a lot. I pushed a lot out just now. But <laughs> but thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, it's 11-18, so I done gone two days in a row with some new material. Y'all should, you know, pat on my back. So if you want to catch up with my past shows, you can go listen in podcast land, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Soon Coming, Pandora, ICN.DJ, Radio Public, PerksOfWellness.org. There's no reason for you not to tune in. YouTube as well. Um, and... You know, you could support my guests. You could support me by subscribing, rating, commenting, so we can have more visibility. If you have music, art, products, anything like that that you want to uplift, send it to me. My Instagram is Perky Sexy Cool. And also shout outs to the After Party Radio Show. You could follow them on IG and Twitter at the After Party. Also on Facebook at the After Party. And Check me out on Periscope. Y'all was rocking with me. I saw a few insults. I ain't going to say nothing. But, you know, I support y'all too. Thank you. <laughs> but, yeah, like it's a push-up game. So, thanks for coming in. And my song to lead us out with is Afro B Gonna Do. Gonna Be. This song I used to play. It is Gonna Do, right? Yeah, I was like in my head. So it's going to do and like I would play this like almost every morning because it's super inspirational. It keep, keep you on focus and hype. It reminds you that not everybody is going to be with you on your mission, but it don't matter. Keep pushing forward. So thank you. See you on Sunday. I don't think you get it, get it, get it, nah, nah. I won't stop till I make it, make it, make it, yeah Any chance I go take it, take it, take it, yeah, yeah God give me some credit, <laughs> respect it It's only chasing dreams If you don't believe 
Y'all give me some credit. Huh. Respect. So why you gonna do? 